Hello, this is Pamela Fagan Hutchins, and you have found me on my video cast and podcast for Wine Women in Writing. And this is the show where I talk to other women writers about their authentic, complex female characters and, with any luck, the real life stories that they're based upon. Um, I think to that end, we're going to have a really good show today. And if I look sleepy today, it's because, well, I should start by saying, you may or may not have heard there's this evolutionary theory that men snore to scare away predators because back in caveman days, that was how they scared predators off. I don't know if this is true or not, but I can attest that my husband kept me safe last night from <laughs> tigers and bears. <laughs> oh, that makes perfect sense. I've never heard it, but makes absolute sense. Wow. Crazy, right. So I'm super tired, but I'm excited to do the show. And I wanted to let you guys know before we start that if you want to help promote women in writing, that you've got an opportunity to do so by um, supporting the Patreon link for this show. It's bit.ly slash www with Pamela. And that's Wine Women in Writing with Pamela. And that helps us fund the show so we can keep showcasing other um, exciting female writers. And while you're out on the internet, stop by my website, Pamela Fagan Dutch Hut. I don't know my own name this morning. I am tired, but I'm not dead from predators. <laughs> PamelaFaganHutchins.com. And out there, you'll not only find my Silver Falchion and USA Today bestselling um, romantic mysteries, but you'll find the old Wine Women and Writing shows. You can catch up on those. And you can see the upcoming shows so that you can read along and be ready for them. And even get the shows sent straight to your favorite RSS player. So an automatic feed, super good. Now on to the good stuff. Today, I've got debut novelist, Daniela Petrova, and we're gonna talk about her really, really disturbing, um, new, wonderfully disturbing, by the way, psychological thriller, suspense, mystery novel, uh, Her Mother's Daughter. Daniela, welcome to the show. Hi, Pamela. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for being on. And when I say deeply disturbing or twisty or things like that, those are the ultimate compliments for a book that is supposed to make you stop and say, can I trust anyone in this crazy world? So high praise for Daniela. Thanks for, um, thanks for letting me read this book early. I really enjoyed it. Oh, thank you so much. And now Daniela is uh, squeezing us in today because she's got a big day. You're, you're in New York right now. Is that yes. correct? Yes. Yes. I'm in New York. Where you're not from. You're from originally. Tell us about your hometown. Yeah. As you can tell from my accent, I'm not from around here. <laughs> right. Uh, originally, I'm from Bulgaria. I grew up um, during the communist regime in a very poor working class family. My parents, actually, both of them are high school dropouts. They work in factory uh, where uh, they met in the factory where they worked. And so I was the first in the family to graduate from high school. And yeah, that's awesome. And came to the U.S. in your 20s, was it? or? Yes, I was in my early 20s, and I had always wanted to be a writer. And 
it wasn't exactly practical to pursue writing uh, back in Bulgaria with my background. But then when I moved to the States, barely speaking any English at the age of 22, I realized, oh my God, my dream of becoming a writer had just become that much more unattainable. So yeah, that is pretty. Mm-hmm. But here you are. Not only did you attain it, but I think you're catching a plane to go launch your book in Bulgaria today. Is that right? Yes, yes. So my book it was translated into Bulgarian and it's about to come out. The launch, the book launch is on Monday. So I'm flying there today uh, to promote the book. And um, I'm super excited because my family will get to see the book, uh, read it in Bulgarian. Um, Nobody reads English um, in my family. So this is a big deal. And while they were super proud and super excited, like my mom has my book, here's my book. My mom has it, you know, uh, in a very prominent place exhibited um so everyone sees it who goes to visit her but um you know she doesn't speak english so having it in bulgarian would be a big deal it is a big deal and before we talk about the book itself did you you so you coming here not speaking english learning english well, and, and working your way to the point where your English was good enough to write this book, you wrote it in English. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. I mean, it's been almost 25 years for me since I've been living in the States. So I would say within the first six weeks of landing here, I started, you know, to think in English. Um, I didn't know anyone who spoke Bulgarian. I mean, I showed up here in the spring of 1995, not knowing anyone except for my new husband. And, um, you know, I spoke very little English. He spoke a little bit Bulgarian. He was from Bulgarian origin. And actually, that's how we met. Uh, We met in Sofia, um, where I was going to the university and he was there to visit his grandmother. So... Yeah, my English was terrible and <laughs> I took a lot of, um, you know, I took English classes as a second language at night. I went to the library and checked out books that I knew well. I'd read them in Bulgarian and I knew them well. And so I would reread them, uh, knowing the story and hoping to learn some English. Uh, but yes, at this point, I can't imagine writing in any other language but English. And to be honest, when they asked me, the Bulgarian publisher, if I wanted to translate the book, I was like, no way, right? I mean, it's <laughs> been so long. The language um, languages evolve, right? And so... I don't know, for example, how young people speak in Bulgaria anymore. Uh, I don't know the slang. And so, um, yeah, that would have been very difficult for me. Now, so we have talked around the book, but give, um, give the people that are listening that haven't read it yet a little bit of teaser about what her daughter's mother is about. So, yeah, it's a psychological suspense novel about a woman who has been trying to get pregnant for a long time. She and her partner have been trying for a baby for years, 
And finally, they have decided to do an egg donor cycle. They have put all of their money into all of their savings into this last attempt uh, to get pregnant. And a few days before the procedure, uh, before the transfer of the embryo, her partner leaves. And the main character, Lana, is her name. She decides to go ahead with the procedure because she thinks he can have a baby anytime he wants. But for me, this is my last chance. And so she goes ahead with it without telling him. And later on, when she gets pregnant, she ends up meeting the young woman who is her egg donor. She recognizes her from the photo uh, in the agency's catalog and starts following her, hungry to find out more about the woman whose genes her baby will inherit. The two become fast friends. The young woman, the donor, doesn't know who Lana is. And a few weeks later, when the young woman disappears, Lana finds herself at the center of the investigation of her donor's disappearance. So as I read this book, and if that Mm -hmm. didn't get you, you guys just weren't listening. That's a super premise. (laughs) And it's one so many people can relate to, the desperation of wanting to have a child and, you know, going after your last, what you think is your last chance. So here we've got Lana who makes a questionable choice. I'm just going to go ahead and become pregnant by the man that's just left me without telling him, which exactly. is, is the starting point. And then a second questionable choice. I see my egg donor. I'm going to befriend her and not tell her who I am. So there's all kinds of Lana is acting in very complex ways (laughs) because of her desperation to have a child and then to meet this woman whose genes her child will carry. So it just from the very beginning, it just kind of, it kind of sets you on edge like, whoa, you know, did she really do that? So it was really a great opening. And the other thing I loved about this opening, you guys, Uh, Daniela has a very distinct voice in her writing. And so immediately I opened the book and I feel like Mm. I'm not reading a book written by anybody else. Whoever this author is, she is herself, which is so refreshing and so wonderful. So kudos to you. And then the other thing that I found really cool was a whole, um, a whole uh, societal construct that I didn't know existed, which is these support groups for women that are going through fertility treatments. And I thought that was really cool. It gave us somebody for, uh, for Lana to have a relationship with and talk to that kind of understood her perspective. So we weren't just all in her head. We had someone saying either you're crazy or you're not crazy. Right. I thought that was really, really um, a neat addition. So it was super cool. Thank you. Thank you. And now with respect to this book. So as I'm reading it, I, as I said, I'm immediately thinking, oh, Lana, oh, Lana. Um, But there was another thing that really drove her actions. And that was that she's Bulgarian. Mm -hmm. Like someone's talking to. Surprise. (laughs) Bulgarian. And she didn't want just any egg donor. She wanted a very particular egg donor. So tell us a little bit about what she was looking for and and what made Katya special because the donor's name was Katya. 
Yes. So as Lana says in the book, if she can't have, if her child can't have her genes, she hopes that her child could have the genes of her people. And that's why she wants to find a donor who is also Bulgarian. Now, there are very few Bulgarians out there. I mean, our country is very small, only six and a half million people. So finding a Bulgarian woman in um, New York who is willing to be an egg donor, it's a pretty difficult thing. And so she's thrilled when her agency calls her and tells her they have found exactly what she was looking for, a young woman uh, who is Bulgarian. And they don't tell you the name or anything specific about the donor, except they actually use, um, they use numbers and letters uh, for each donor. And you know their health history, you know their uh, physical appearance, both you have photographs, but also um, you have their stats in terms of how tall they are what they weigh, um, color of eyes, hair, uh, things like that. So she found, so she not only has limited funds for right. one shot at embryo transfer, she's looking for the needle in the haystack as far as a donor and finds her donor. And so she feels like this is my last chance to have the baby that I want really. So you can really forgive her for leading um, poor Tyler astray by not telling him what's going on. Um, but the, then her, her fascination with Katya becomes a little more than a fascination. The two become best friends. Yes. They have this amazing connection that happens sometimes. Uh, they click and, um, both attributed partially on their shared heritage. Um, there's something that you can't express with words necessarily. Uh, it's a connection that um, defies description. Uh, and they click in a way that um, we often do with friends, um, the way we sometimes uh, click with romantic partners. Um, you yeah, can't... They just really exactly. get it. Exactly. And it happens with friends as well. And when it happens, it's amazing. And so they have, Lana and Katya have this amazing relationship, albeit uh, very short, uh, because Katya disappears mysteriously. And, and built upon this essential withholding of information. So what was then becomes really exciting about the book is that as you progress, it's just, it unfolds all these layers of who really knows who and who really knows who, what's done or what's motivating them. So it's um, normal everyday people who suddenly find themselves in circumstances where they maybe don't do what normal everyday people do anymore. It's really suspenseful. And that brings me to a question. Is this, you, you've said suspense, and did you set out when you uh, had the idea for this book thinking, I'm going to write a psychological suspense book, or was it that as you started writing, that's just what it became? How did the plot come upon you? It all started with uh, 
the premise. I had the idea with the premise. I thought, what if, right, a woman who is pregnant with the help of a donor egg cycle, with the help of an egg donor, what if she encounters her egg donor and starts following her, befriends her, and then what if the young woman disappears? So it started out as a mystery, really. Uh, but I was also quite uh, struck by the relationship uh, between the two as we were just talking. As a writer, I was wondering, oh my God, like these two women have an incredible connection. And so whether they know it or not, when they become friends, right? Lana knows um, that this is her egg donor, but that connection is the baby Lana's carrying. It's a thread that goes between the two and connects them because it's the egg of the, the it's Katya's egg and it's growing in Lana's womb. And I thought this is a very unique connection. And as I was starting to write the book, it started out as the with this premise. But while the mystery is the engine that drives the story, at its heart, um, this is a book about relationships, relationships between romantic partners, between friends, uh, between mothers and daughters, uh, therapists and their patients. So, yeah, I found really interesting that triangle, the parental triangle between the mother, the father of the baby and their donor. And that's why um, I started writing this story. And I have to be so careful not to give away spoilers because there's so many really interesting and twisty and ultimately disturbing twists in the book as you go along. But we have to just leave you to read those. (laughs) unravel the story in a way that would make it less enjoyable for you to read it and you need to go read it. So with the relationship, that therapist-patient relationship, you've got some background to draw on there as well, not just your Bulgarian roots and your immigration to the U.S. like Katya, but also your background in mental health. So tell us a little bit about that. Yes, so I studied uh, mental health counseling And I did some work as a therapist. Uh, I worked at the Center for Anorexia and Bulimia here in New York. And so, yes, I have uh, some experience with patients, um, which I used. I guess um, it's very convenient as a writer to draw on personal experience. You have to uh, do less research in the end. And it gives them authenticity too. You know, your therapist scenes were really, really convincing. And so when I went and read your bio after I read the book, I was really excited to see that that was um, your background. Right, right. Yeah, thank you. So yeah, I did very little research. I mean, I drew on my personal experience with uh, fertility treatments. My ex-husband and I had tried for a while and had um, tried uh, IVF and egg donor cycle. So I knew all about that. And um, the two areas I had to do research in the end were basically, I spoke to a New York uh, police detective, uh, NYPD detective, and learned a lot about uh, 
procedures and how things are done in similar situations to the situation I had. Uh, he was fantastic, very generous with his time and answered all of my ridiculous questions, <laughs> uh, especially as the plot kept changing. And then I had new questions and new uh, crazy story. Uh, and then I had to do a little bit of research on what art curators do because uh, Lana uh, is an art curator at the Metropolitan Museum of Art. And so that required a little bit of research, yes. Well, it was all, it all came together brilliantly. And so that leads to the next question of now what's next? What do you, are you working on um, a writing project now? Or are you, um, tell, us, tell us about what's coming up next. Yes, I'm working on my second novel. It's um, also psychological suspense. And I'm drawing on my experience as an immigrant um, here in New York. It takes place, the story takes place in the 90s before um, social media, before smartphones, um, back when even the internet wasn't that uh, prevalent. For example, when I came to the States, uh, it was such a huge cultural shock because I had never touched the computer. I didn't know what the credit card was, right? I hadn't watched American television or the way my nieces now are on Instagram. And, you know, their life is not that different than, you know, um, young kids the same age. But uh, back then in the 90s, it, it was a huge cultural shock. And I want to set a story uh, during that time and um, draw on my experience um, during those years. Awesome. I will look forward to that one as well then. And, oh. and so I, we wish Daniela a safe flight and a wonderful family gathering and Bulgarian book release for her mother's daughter, her daughter's mother, excuse me, her mother's daughter, her daughter's mother. Her daughter's mother. It's a difficult title. Yes. And last week I had someone on for a book called Her Favorite Daughter. No, The Favorite Daughter. Oh, and yes, yes. I have been really confused for the last two weeks as I'm trying to practice saying The Favorite Daughter and Her Daughter's Mother. But oh they, my God. they cannot be confused. Yours is psychological suspense. That one is straight up feel-good women's fiction. So oh, okay, okay. <laughs> not the same except for the title. And for the rest of you out there, be sure this week you take the opportunity to go catch up and read um, Her Daughter's Mother before um, we move on to our next guest next week, which will be Sarah Rossett and um, Murder in Black Tie. So we're going to stick wow. with the mystery theme. And if you are so inclined and you are a believer in promoting women in writing, then head on out to bit.ly slash www with Pamela and help us keep the show going to promote female writers. This week, I want to particularly thank Catherine and Carla. Each week, I call out two people that are supporting their show with their Patreon um, contributions. So thanks, you guys. You're awesome. And Daniela, so are you. Thanks for being on the show so much and good luck to you. Thank you so much for having me. That was so much fun. Thanks, it Pamela. It was fun. And for the rest of you guys, this has been a copyrighted and solely owned production of Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. Thank you so much and see you next time. Bye.